0: Hello, everyone! Hello, hello! I'm Tony and I'm Tally, and, and we, we are, are the Lazy, Lazy book, lovers. book Lovers! This is a podcast for book lovers who procrastinate about reading and have never ending to be red piles. Um, uh, I don't know why I said it like that. To, be read, to be read. <laughs> um, This is part two of our reading update. We planned it on purpose this time. <laughs> yeah, go back and listen to last
1: week's if you yeah. didn't already. There's some fun books that we talked about yeah some real
0: different We really keep the tone kind of up and downy well mine yeah. are fairly consistent like I'm reading the same shit <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, but yeah go listen to that and yes. then come back pause us right now pause go, go. listen come back <laughs> so I'm starting today mm. and we're going to start off in an interesting tone okay okay so I read a book called it's a novella yes Pull Me From The Deep by Christina M canales i can't pronounce names and um this is a um Hmm. a monster erotica book
0: yeah (laughs) Yeah. it's been ages since we last had one of them
1: (laughs) i i did it for a tour i requested a a place (laughs) on the tour because i saw the cover and the cover looked cool
0: oh my god so it's like a naked lady with tentacles on her (laughs) yeah
1: and it's all purpley and stuff yeah so this follows talia who has a um a break up from her girlfriend who she assumed was endgame.
0: So she's okay. very
1: heartbroken. So she moves back to um her home island. She like grew up on a small island yeah. and she moved out to the city. So she moves back to the island um and um moves in with her like old school friends just for a break. Yeah. She leaves her job, she's just like, I'm done, I need to get yeah. away. So she goes back to this island and her and her friend uh, start doing lots of um, scuba diving or yeah. like, free diving, I think it's called, um, in, the, in the cove. And then um, when her friend has work, she's not supposed to go diving because it's not safe because right. okay, she's so watching her back when you're diving and she's like, I'm going to go diving anyway hee hee hee, off I go so she goes to the cave, she dives in she gets like distracted by this creature that she finds under okay. the sea and then she ends up swimming too far and too deep from the shore and she's like this is it, I'm going to die but the creature has like little tentacles and it lifts her up and it puts her on the shore Okay, and cool. then disappears and she's like oh Cool, thanks. Um, <laughs> but she can't stop. <laughs> she can't stop thinking about the creature because the reason she found it was she saw like this color,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: then it was almost like it, it was in her thoughts, and she could hear music, and yeah. it drew her to the creature. Um, so she keeps thinking about it, and she goes back, trying to find it, and she keeps diving, etc. And then one day she finds the creature again, and um, they kind of have like a connection, like in their head. Okay. And the creature um has like like a big belly. And it it puts her in the belly and she can breathe in there. Okay. And everything's all like colourful and sensual and Lulu <laughs> Lulu. Yeah. And that's it's a short book, so yeah, that's it. And it's just really, 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 really beautifully written. <laughs> like, I never thought I'd say that about Monster erotica, but
0: seriously. so. this monster doesn't have any human features. It's a proper blobby fish creature. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Interesting.
1: <laughs> yeah. And so it puts her in like its belly, and she can breathe in the belly, and everything's so soft. And then she, um, I don't know, they just kind of learn how to like pleasure each other when she's in the belly, <laughs> and it can like shock her. And I don't. Yeah. Okay. It's, Interesting. It's like they kind of like. Fall in love with each other, and it's just really, really well written. Okay, yeah, it's really fun. The joy on your face is convincing it's just me. It's so fun, <laughs> Like I could visualize it all, all yeah. the colors, and yeah, it's just it was very well written. It was so fun.
0: Pick it up, 10 out of 10 spoon thing I sent you a picture of with the tentacle on it that's a yeah. spoon me. <laughs> if that thing was not seventeen quid, I a hundred no. percent would have bought it for you. Yeah. That's so and they mad. had they had like mugs and bottles and they were all like twenty quid and I was like, for fuck's sake. No. I was like, I just need a that's coaster with so this on. Really You'd like it'd be that. such a perfect present for you. Um so if I had
1: to describe it as a creature, I would say like the closest would be like a jellyfish. Okay. With like the Ghibli... Okay. The bit that she goes inside <laughs> in her little tentacles and yeah.
0: <laughs> well, wow, that really sets the tone. <laughs> it was fun. Yeah, it's, it's sapphic as well. Yeah. So. Okay. So the monster's are
1: Well, the monster doesn't have human okay. genitals, but it does
0: enjoy being rubbed between some folds. <laughs> I I like need to talk about the folds thing. Yeah. I take issue with that in because it's a books. Gross description yeah. of a labia. Yeah. Folds. Folds. Especially Not when it's fucking origami. The male narration, but mm-hmm. it's written by a female author and it's like, I touched her soft folds. Sorry. Yeah. What are you doing? No. 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 Or moist folds, one book had. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um I had to do a parenting course well i didn't have to but i i took part in a parenting course mm. as part of um helping my son's diagnosis for adhd i have to prove i'm not a shit parent and it is
0: adhd That's Fucking ridiculous.
1: um and we had a session on uh sex and like keeping your children safe from grooming mm. and blah, blah 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 and we had to uh because it's aimed at parents of children of all ages from yeah birth to teenagers basically and we had to write down on this whiteboard all the names we could think of for uh, a vulva and for a penis and um the what was that supposed to teach you there was a reason okay and the woman running it was like every time we do this session i learn a new word (laughs) (laughs) um so we had to do it for vulva although they wrote vagina uh penis a uh, a sex, masturbation, elbow, and ankle, Is it elbow and ankle, elbow and knee. Yeah. Okay. And we had to write down as many slang words as we could think of for all those things, and it was to show that there's loads for mm. the things that we find uncomfortable to talk about.
0: Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Nothing okay. For
1: like elbow, etc. So they were saying like. There's loads of slang words because people are uncomfortable talking about it and then children aren't taught the correct words for it, which is how they get groomed. Yes, well, not okay. how, but... It, it is a contributing factor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I didn't know where they were going with it and I was like, well... At the beginning of the session, I was like, well, my son knows it as a vulva and a penis because I don't want him to get groomed. And they're like, that's basically the essence of the <laughs> session. So... <yeah. laughs> I was like, oh, cool,
0: thanks. <laughs> well yeah you always... like, that's
1: the ending conclusion of this session so yeah. thanks for ruining it
0: <laughs> you've always been very careful with that from the beginning that's been one of your intentional parenting choices yes is making sure protections are put in place from the get-go
1: yeah i as a parent i i believe it's my job to do everything i can to keep mm. them safe and that's not just in the basic ways that people think you need to I personally think, as a parent, you need to think about other ways that they can be unsafe, especially mm. how other people can make your child unsafe. You've
0: seen this thing that's going around on TikTok about no sleepovers?
1: Yeah, I'm um, uncomfortable
0: with sleepovers. It's been a controversial thing of certain parents being like, my kids don't have sleepovers at yeah. other parents' house. Kids yeah. can come here. Yeah, that's how I feel. Mm. Like, um,
1: my children, when they're older, can have people at their house. I mean, um, my son has had two other parents who are not immediate family look after him for short periods of time when he's gone for a play date yeah and i've been uncomfortable the whole time i trust the parent or i wouldn't have had my son do it but i still am aware that that is an adult that i have given explicit control of my child yeah but i also trust that i would never put him in a situation i think he would be unsafe but I, i also trust that i've taught him that he I've taught him enough that he could tell me if anything unsafe yeah. happened, but and that you've... doesn't mean I want anything unsafe no, to happen. No, you d- you've
0: discussed with him safe adults as well. Like who can he yeah, tell? Yeah, he's got
1: five safe adults.
0: Yeah, all um, those He's kind of got things.
1: private body parts, um, and uh, and I've already started all that with my daughter as well. Mm. Yeah, like and whenever he's had birthday parties, um, even when the parents have said you can drop them off and go, I I've stayed or I've made my partner stay because mm. there's other children and. Unfortunately, other children can be taught stuff that is dangerous. And this is why I didn't want him to go to school. Mm -hmm. Because other children are taught things or can learn things. And as much as they should always be uh, supervised, that's not necessarily always Mm. the case.
0: that was quite a tangent we just went on from erotica yeah yeah
1: so <laughs> <laughs> yeah if anyone wants to know my opinion on uh on parenting stuff as a professional parent but not qualified in any
0: way <laughs> <laughs> there was a really good book that was someone did a like they read out on tiktok but it was like explaining what would be without telling a child of things of a sexual nature, explaining to them how to know when something bad's happening to you mm. without having to then explain sex to them at like four and five? Yeah, it's and it was so really hard, I think. It was really well done because it was like explaining how your body would feel. So they were like, if you feel this feeling in your tummy, and it's like your tummy's full of rocks, or like, Ask clever. so it was like. If you feel this feeling in your tummy of like So explaining shame without using the word shame, mm. so if the way and this person is touching you uh makes you feel this in your tummy or this in your head or this in your fingers, this could be a sign this isn't okay that's really clever, and it was like and it also explained to how go tell an adult that you're having these feelings about this touch mm. that you're experiencing, and if that adult doesn't do anything, what do you do then? And it was it was really I I wish I'd like saved it because it was really like it was explaining it without ever having to explain that it was sexual. Yeah. But it, it starts with like private areas and bathing suit areas and like who can touch them, who can't.
1: Yeah. So my son
0: <laughs> has always um um now
1: my daughter we've always done he has the mm. the right to say yes or no so goodbyes there's never been a forced hug kiss anything like that much to my mum's anger like my daughter she can't talk but i still do it with her when i change her nappy it has to be changed but i always say can i change your nappy she's not going to answer it has to be changed but she's learning from a young age that she has the right to choose what happens to her Mm. body and my son has the as we said the five adults and one of them is not a family member, yeah, so there's always that trusted adult that's not a family member. He has the four body areas that are private, and mm. they'll be the same areas that I teach to my daughter, so it's the bum, the penis, obviously my daughter won't mm. be a penis nipples and mouth, so all of them are private areas that no one has a right to touch, and without his consent, and he should never be asked to touch any of them on another person. Mm. So they're like
0: the things we do at his age. Yeah. So And like, I saw this one TikTok, this is such a tangent. Yeah. Uh that was to do with like there's no secrets, there's surprises, but no We've one does my child to keep a secret. We've done that, yeah. And I and another rule we have is because we live in a small village,
1: everyone's all hello. Yeah. La, la, la. So we don't do don't talk do strangers as well because um that's the strangers false. isn't yeah, yeah aren't the concern, to be honest. So we have um only, only talk to people you know, or mummy mm. and daddy know. You do not go with anyone else apart from mummy and yeah. daddy. Even if it's on, you know know. It, yeah. I'm like you know, even if you see like nanny and pops, if they, if I haven't explicitly told you, you will be meeting up yeah. with them. You don't go with
0: them. Yeah. So, well, no, it's, it's really scary, trendy, but interesting. There we go. Probably so like, anyway, jellyfish one. <laughs>
1: Tell me one of yours. (laughs) Um,
0: So is it (laughs) twisted by any chance? (laughs) It is Twisted Lies, the fourth book in the Twisted series by Anna Huang. I don't think I said that last episode. I think I mentioned it at some point. Yeah, Uh, this one's five hundred and seventy-eight pages,
1: ma'am. If you if you are
0: if you go by she
1: her, um, get an editor.
0: So this one follows the fourth friend whose name I did not remember. Let me just look. Um, How many of y'all are there in the series? It's not Rachel, it's Stella.
1: <laughs> Wait, four. was this Rachel from last time? Yeah, it's not Rachel it's Stella. Four. I think it, it was like, like six from? books.
0: No, well, no, it's four. Oh, okay. This follows the fourth friend, Stella. <laughs> Stella! She, so she... Uh, is an influencer. This is something she's built herself. She's got a fashion blog. Her passion is about fashion. That's passion. Passion, fashion. fashion. <laughs> that is not what she did with her degree with her friends at uni. But at that point, she'd already built herself quite a following. Hey, girl, get that die <laughs> Yeah. So, like, she's her career. She's moved into the fashion sphere, mm. and this, these all stories kind of follow one from each other. So, like, Bridget and Reese happens just after Ava and then Jules and Josh kind of overlaps but then happens after and the same for (laughs) sorry sorry if you picked that up in my room it's really hot in the UK well hot for the UK but
1: our houses aren't built for it so I had I'm just going to tell it quickly I I had a shower before bed and then yeah. when I wake up this morning, I was like, I need to have a shower before I left yeah. the house. And my partner was like, you what, You like have a shower before bed? Because I'm more of a fresh bedding, have a mm. shower before bed than a morning one because yeah. I like to have a shower when the yeah, kids are I asleep so like, that I can, bed, like, yeah. yeah. And I was like, yeah, but I'm sweating. Like, this morning I was yeah. sweating. And then I was like, actually, there's no point because I'm going to come to Tony's and just sweat my and ass we have off. And <laughs> we have to shut yeah. everything yeah. up. Or I was like, like I'll to. just
0: shower when I get home. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, my room isn't particularly cool at the best of times. And it's worse right now, which is why we've got the window open, which is very unprofessional for a podcast.
1: But we're also but we're um, also cooking. not in a professional environment. <laughs> no, we're sat in my bedroom. Like, we literally have wind
0: chimes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 don't knock my hippie wind chimes. No, I mean the noise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um... I collected a wind chime Everywhere I went When I was travelling So now I have a whole bunch Of wind chimes And sun catch Oh I really like That little boat one Okay let's stop tangenting Yeah It's sweaty Is where we're going with this So that's why You're going to hear Background noise We're terrible people yeah. Enjoy Deal with it Please um, leave us a review you, you guys went through Like three months <laughs> Of having a baby On the podcast You could <laughs> yeah. deal with The sound of a plane
1: <laughs>
0: oh. With A baby with a lot of opinions
1: Yeah She gets upset Not She can't them. share them anymore Yeah
0: Um, she shares them on voice notes that's okay as soon as I start a
1: voice note one or both of my children has to talk
0: I love it because then it would just be like 30 seconds of like you just talking to the child and I just kind of sit there like waiting waiting and then sometimes or you'll be like I'll come back and it's been two hours and I'm like is she coming back (laughs) sometimes I don't even prompt you to be like are you going to finish that sentence I just leave (laughs) it Do I come back all, whenever There's I say I will? There's been times where it takes you days. Yeah, but you don't do come back. <laughs> in the end. It's usually when you've gone to message me about something else and realised, like, ah, shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Rachel Stella. In the previous book, she used to live with Jules before Jules goes on to live with her love interests. And they got an apartment together. It's through the bodyguard from the second book. It's through his boss... Who owns a security company? He also owns real estate, of course, of course. And they're like desperately... in this economy. Yeah, please. they're ba- basically <laughs> desperately trying to find an apartment that they can afford. And then they get put in touch with this guy Christian, who owns a bunch of buildings. And they go to one of his really nice buildings. Hundred percent can't afford this. And he just like suspiciously is just like, well, what can you afford? And they give him their budget, and he's like done. And it's like a third of the rent
1: why were they even looking at an apartment that's that well they
0: didn't realise like they didn't realise how high rise oh, and fancy the apartments okay. so Reese is just like oh I know a guy in real estate I'll see if he's got a place for you and then oh, this guy no, gets just in go touch look at it. Okay. and then they, they not like up. they were
1: like this is our budget but we'll yeah. just look at stuff higher
0: no like they just turn up and they're like oh fuck we really can't afford yeah. this and they go through the motions being shown around and just it's like a look. really nice place mm. and they're like oh I can't afford this and then they happen to bump into Christian the guy who owns it and he's like fuck it what can you afford and he's also the whole time staring very intently at stella uh not in a creepy stalker way he's like of course <laughs> uh and then later I know where you live now. <laughs> later when jules finds her love interest stella then is like i can't really can't afford to rent this on my own he's like well what can you afford and then he drops her rent again in exchange for her looking after his houseplants oh i was going to say in exchange for sex no no, okay. no and he's like because he's very like i'm a I'm businessman he even makes her sign a contract to that fact that she has to keep water his house plans and uh, for I'm in business. exchange for this rent and, and and there's also terms in that they're saying that they cannot have a sexual relationship what? he writes what? it into the terms so he's like to make her feel safe okay he's saying this is not a sexual like exchange of favors Okay, but if a man was well, like, if a man you... had to make a contract saying I will not have sex with you, suspicious. I admit this. Is, this <laughs> like, imagine you're just having a conversation. He's like, Oh, do you want a
1: do you want a chocolate bar? You don't have to have sex with me. <laughs> and then we just
0: sign this contract
1: to that fact. So this is this is. I guess it makes sense in the context of the book.
0: Yeah, I don't know. This is the one I liked. I still enjoyed it. I liked it the least out of the four because there's a, a lot of this. Where Christian's just kind of an asshole. The third act of miscommunication is just so like painful. What's what's the age difference? Ten years. Yeah, I don't like him. Dear, ten years. Ten uh, years, and he makes her sign a no sex contract. No thanks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but she feels the same supposedly magnetic attraction to him, so it's reciprocated. So he's staring at her tits, and she's staring at him as well. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, I was the one that turned it into staring at tits. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so but she's like i'm not doing that i'm not interested in a relationship i'm so busy she works for a horrible fashion magazine that like just treats her like shit because they do and then she's also doing her influencer stuff which is slowly taking off but it's kind of plateaued and then she's up for a really big deal with a brand that she loves but really her follow account isn't that impressive and her advisor guy so she has like an advisor social media guy that she uses and so he's like if you got into a relationship that would like boost your numbers and she's like well that's a lie I don't like lying to my followers it's all about being authentic she only represents brands that she believes in that she thinks are like eco-friendly and all this kind of shit um Mm, eco-queen yeah yeah she tries she tries to be an ethical influencer Mm. but she's desperate to get this deal she also pays for the care of her ex-nanny because her family's wealthy but then when the nanny aged out the kids aged out of been taking care of the nanny they just have ditched her Oh, yeah, that sounds about right for a wealthy family. So she's... And this nanny's now got um, dementia. And nanny actually raised her. Yeah. So she chooses to pay for her care and the best living facility she can. So she's, like, desperate between the rent for this, pla- pla- this flat she never intended to live in alone to, like, caring for this person slash living in D.C. So she's like, shit, okay. She's like, I need this deal. It's a six-figure deal with this brand. And it's her dream brand.
1: Mm-hmm. What,
0: what brand is it's it? It's a about? made-up brand, I think, for this. But what what is it like like high-end fashion
1: oh yes, she's a fashion yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i was thinking
0: like what (laughs) yeah so it's like a six-figure deal with this high-end fashion it would involve her being like almost a model for them as well as a spokesperson on her own social media. oh okay okay, okay. yeah yeah i mean yeah i'd sell out for that yeah (laughs) and then she's like it's just gonna change my life if i can get this because this will lead to more opportunities and bigger deals like this is the way i can make this an actual thing i can do for a Mm. living this creates conflicts with her horrible fashion job who expects her to be available on the phone all the times and she ends up losing her job. And her family are very type A about success. They each, every time she has dinner with them once a month they have to talk about what they've succeeded in that month. Oh, and I guess they're annoyed because she's not doing what she did her degree in no, or whatever. No, they think she's wasting her life. Yeah, of course. And they don't really appreciate what she does and how successful she is as an influencer. Yeah, I mean, even now, people still don't understand how much work no. goes into yeah. it. But she's like, this is this is what I need to make this full time. So instead of going to get another job, she chooses to for her other brand deals while she waits to get this big brand deal. And she's desperate. And then so she kind of comes to, Re- to Christian with like a proposal of like, he needs someone to be arm candy at events he goes to, and he hates. He's like, which I guess he just uh, mentioned at some point. Yeah, he basically finds out that she's struggling for money, and he's f- like, "I'll let you can be my escort, no sex." <laughs> no, yeah, it, again, they write <laughs> they another little the contract. contract. They write another little contract. All of this tells me he wants to have sex with her. <laughs> well, yeah, you find out he knew who she was. We find it out. Um, like, like his, like his, his weird obsession of
1: pulling her pigtails is Like the on. reason
0: he let her have cheap rent and all that is to do with he, he has a bit of a fixation car. on her. Yeah. Um, so he's a stalker. Kind of. It's like I have to. Mm, this is where I'm like. This is one of the ones I can't really stand behind necessarily. Cause it's like borderline. Okay, so Stella actually has an actual stalker. Oh from her from her she's very careful about her safety with her influencer stuff like she never posts a picture while she's at the location she waits three hours which is what which everyone should do? should do
1: especially when you're on holiday yeah, don't tag never you tell are. people you're on holiday yeah yeah if you do like the locksmiths will shout at you I live with one
0: <laughs> <laughs> she's already quite careful but she ends up with a stalker anyway and he just kind of disappears a few years ago and then around the time where she's helping Christian out with his plants, he reappears and starts leaving her threatening letters. He finds her having a panic attack after receiving one of these letters and he's like, Well, I work in security, like, why didn't you ask for my help? And she's like, Well, why I can't why afford would you. I do that? Yeah. She's like, I can't afford you And he's like, It's for free, you're a terrified woman, like I'm not gonna just leave you And he's like, yeah, I am human But then he's spending like quite expensive resources to help I her
1: I wanna burn, you <laughs>
0: Yeah, he has this whole. He worked with Reese in the armies. This whole backstory of like he doesn't like women. Didn't tell me he was a military. person. I knew I didn't like. Yeah, he's got this whole backstory of working with Reese and like he doesn't. And his own tragic TM backstory, which means he doesn't like the whole reason he's protecting Stella is he doesn't like women who are put in these awful situations because of tragic backstory TM. Should just be it, regardless of a tragic backstory TM. Yeah, men do better. (laughs) So yeah, in the process of trying to help Stella with her stalker, the stalker escalates, starts breaking into her house, which he's never done before. Considering he's like a security like mogul and also a real estate mogul, the fact one of his buildings gets broken into yeah. is like a point of pride for him. That's like, wait, you're failing, dude. Yeah. So then he moves her into his penthouse so he can complete her, give her, make her completely safe, and like his penthouse is like killer, clean, and like pristine and like no homely touches and then all of a sudden it's full of like it's, it's full of another person this is very controlling though this
1: situation he's creating like she's very reliant on him for everything yeah. at this point
0: yeah. money somewhere and to live she has some pretty, pretty severe anxiety issues but she's desperate she's aware like there's an imbalance here which is why she's always ins- insist that like okay like you'll give me cheap rent buy a water plant. like she insists yeah. he has to get something out of these deals so like when he's like I'll help you with your stalker I'll help you with being your fake uh, boyfriend as long as you don't put my face on the internet so it's lots of like his silhouette holding hands and stuff yeah yeah. he's like I'll be your fake boyfriend but it's like quid pro quo she's like you have to get something out of it so like that's her insisting that he gets something out of it so it's not totally imbalanced but yeah. yeah, this yeah of all the books she
1: described, this one I don't yeah. think I like.
0: <laughs> yeah, and then um, she has pretty severe anxiety, and she starts to rely on him for quite a bit to help with that. Hmm. Um, and then she finds out that Reese, that the Christian, sorry, met her years ago, found her social media, and has been sort of semi obsessed with her for a few years, and then was like, "This is weird." Put it to bed. And then he meets her So he he, meet, he met her once Bumped into her Happened to hear her name Looked up her socials Followed her socials um, But never met her For real And then he happens To coincidentally meet her Through Reese and all that mm. Years later And he's like Oh I've got some Like creepy files i put together on you," Because like He gets a bit obsessed With her back in the day Because he, he She He bumps into her On a really shit day In his life And basically She becomes this like Golden thing of like goodness in his head
1: okay but if this happened like how far before like years
0: before five or six years before
1: okay so she was like early
0: 20s then and he was early 30s That's gross. yeah uh and so he has files on her that he's kept he's not thrown away and stella obviously finds them yeah. and then does she think he's and the stalker yeah and then it's the whole thing with the stalker and oh, she feels really betrayed she's like how unsafe the stalker made me feel and then you kept these files and you were a me. stalker as well Yeah, uh, and basically the stalker's behaviour escalates and Christian swoops in and saves the day and that's how she ends up forgiving him that sounds like a shit book so look the rest sounded
1: at least yeah the fun, rest were really
0: good but this one didn't this hit it for this. me like the all the stuff with Christian and like the It
1: sounds like she was just running out of
0: ideas at this point. Yeah. And I like, I think some of the the BDSM consent chat in this one isn't hasn't been as well done as some of the other books as well. Like it just wasn't it wasn't for me. The power mm. dynamic was just off. Wouldn't reread. The other ones, the the power dynamic was never too imbalanced. Yeah. But I think by having such like a shy, anx- anxious character because the other ones they're quite feisty, mm. they're survivors. Whereas Stellari is, but in a quiet way. And I think having that makes the power imbalance wrong. Yeah,
1: because it sounds l- because the guy is very.
0: Like, yeah, you know, he helps her stand up opposite. to her family. Yeah, that like, yeah. Don't yeah. No. Just, just a guy. Just hit him with the car,
1: right?
0: <laughs> He's just a guy. I, was, your car. I love i, I love, love the her. tiktoks to that sound
1: yeah i just i love her so much right the snows of nissa which is the first in the forgotten kingdom chronicles you will enjoy this, oh, wait, it's think. got chronicles in the name yeah <laughs> so i read this for a tour it was okay this is gonna sound negative but it's not negative okay i did not expect this to be so fun like i okay. did not expect to enjoy it as much yeah. as i did i like books like that that surprise mm. you it really did and it also really surprised me because it was very smutty yeah. and i don't remember seeing anywhere that it said it would be smutty okay when i signed up for it yeah. on storygraph it does say explicit sexual scenes okay um, yeah, so this is a um a fantasy, obviously, with a name like that. Fantasy, it's it's a fantasy romance. Mm-hmm. I will just read with it. Says yeah, here. go on. So, an epic tale of gods, myths, and forbidden romance, filled with intrigue and betrayal, it's perfect for fans of Amanda Bouchant, uh, S R Ford, who I don't know, and Carissa Broadbent, who is on my radar. She did that Serpents of and okay. You know the one that's going round everywhere. An exiled god, a mortal warrior, an eons long curse. After a terrible war that left the continent decimated, the ancient free kingdoms are finally at peace. However, trouble is brewing in the land of the infamous Tyrosian, Tyrosian army. The princess of a mighty empire goes missing. Duna Damaris is, oh, is appointed the task of retrieving her. When an imposing figure unexpectedly enters her life, she is thrown into a violent chaos of intrigue, lust and forbidden troops. He is a legendary general, a lethal weapon of the mortal armies of Tyros. No one dares to challenge him, not even the gods themselves, but when he comes face to face with the Legion's deadliest warrior, his life is turned upside down. So, the princess and the general whose name I can't remember, it's like kathos or something like that it's not in the um in the fantasy man (laughs) name yeah it definitely begins with a ca i think it's kathos Mm. he and the princess are uh fated mates so they are betrothed to marry fated mates yeah and it's all and literally like so it's dual POV, and his first his first chapter so it's Duna's chapter first, then yeah. his chapter. And in his chapter, there's like straight away like a graphic scene of her giving him head, not Duna the, the princess. Yeah. So it starts so straight away. I'm like, oh, it's that kind of book. I was not expect- <laughs> it's fine, but I didn't expect it. <laughs> and they are like fated mates. He is a um I don't know if it's ever specifically said, but he is like from another well he is from another realm Mm. and i gathered that he is a god or immortal and has left that realm there's some sort of prophecy he goes into this realm and there's some sort of prophecy and then he comes back out and there's something to do with his brother i think his brother took the throne from him it's kind of what i've gathered okay so i'm guessing this is going to be explored in further books but yes he has a mate which is this princess And then there's Duna, who is, like, the deadliest warrior. And she is somehow, like, also every single male that meets her just wants to bone her and, yeah. (laughs) And then um, there's, like, a prince from another nation who's obsessed with her and just has to have her. And she's just like, ha,
0: ha, ha, ha. No, fuck
1: off. (laughs) And then, so the princess goes missing mm. so she ends up helping the general try and find yeah. his fated mate but also the minute these two lock eyes they're like Ooh, no, no, some sort Ooh. of shocking Ooh. <laughs> and then like so the whole book they're just fighting their lust for each other <laughs> and he's like i can't i'm betrothed and she's like he's betrothed i can't go near him and then there's like <laughs> a night <laughs> when <laughs> they're in a they're in a rooms together at this palace of the prince that's obsessed yeah. with her never connecting door and he hears a noise and he's like oh, she's in danger and he goes in and she's not she's just naked masturbating and he's like oh. and then of she's course. like come and watch big boy it's
0: not she doesn't say that
1: I don't think but yeah and then like he watches and she goes to touch me and he's like you can't touch me because I'm betrothed so just mutually masturbate and it's just really fun it's just fun okay okay, okay. <laughs> Yeah, it ends on like a cliffhanger mm. In terms of like the political intrigue of it It does sound uh, like one for me It's
0: really, really fun Feet. It was so much more fun than I thought So this works By the way, Future Me Please go put that on a list somewhere yeah. Because genuinely When I was listening to the edit Of one of our other ones the other week mm-hmm. <laughs> we, I was like I was like, I need to put that on my uh, list Future Me, do it And then as I was listening I was like, oh fuck, I didn't do that What book was it? Do you the remember? Appeal, oh, oh, when you said the yeah. audio would be good So I was like, put that in your audio Wish list. and then when I was listening to the edit before we were publishing, I was like, "Oh yeah, oh yeah, not sure. oh yeah, I need
1: to do that." So now down my wish list, this works as a system. <laughs> yeah. Future
0: Tiny, pick this up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because might... I don't remember anything we talk about in these episodes. It's always a nice surprise. It might me. even be on unlimited. Maybe I don't maybe. know. Ooh. Okay, so I read "This Is How You Lose the Time War" by Max. <gasps> you Fad read Day it? Oh and no. Amal. El moja, mata,
1: mata, mata. I'm scared because I love this And if you didn't appreciate it I'll be sad so, I, I appreciate if you don't For I'll one,
0: <laughs> I can understand why you love it so much Vibes. because Vibes. <laughs> Because it's very plotless And kind of spacey non-linear. tiny whiny Non-linear You know, fucking idea what's going on half the time <laughs> So it's basically those two agencies that can time travel, and they are going back in time to fiddle with timelines to ensure that their particular agency succeeds, is how I understood it. Yeah, so they're like,
1: it's like a centuries-long war, and they can just pop up at any time and say, They're always rigging
0: what they call threads, threads of time,
1: to help... And in the future as well, and yeah. not, like, other planets and yeah. just everything. Yeah, just to help it's their like agency Who. do better.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, and they are of opposing sides. But they're the best at both. both of them do. And in the end, one of them leaves a letter basically taunting them because there's no-one else like them.
1: Yeah, so they are, like, the top dogs.
0: Yeah. And, they, and he's, yeah. like, what? and then this person kind of gets basically lonely and leaves a letter saying, like, we, like I am so much better than you. <laughs> there's no-one else like yeah. us. Like, and then it, it goes from being, like letters where they're challenging each other of like ha ha ruined your plan to like almost letters saying how much they admire the other person's work and then those letters of admiration slowly over time change to love declarations basically and the letters they're not just like
1: letters left they're yeah. like really cleverly hidden in things so like one of them yeah. is like a bee
0: stings her and she gets the letter trans like into her brain yeah. and they have different types so one comes from garden and one comes from
1: one's nature one's technology yeah so like they're red and blue yeah like
0: well. yeah and so it's all to do with like the, how the letters are given it's to do with their particular people and they start asking each other questions about like this nation they've been at war with they don't know anything about each other's like culture and you start to kind of realize that their their own past and futures are more intertwined than they even knew and i th- i thought the ending was really clever yeah i yeah i liked it yeah it's kind of
1: quite epic in it,
0: but style. you don't understand what's happening for quite a while <laughs>
1: yeah um, like, some might say you don't even understand at the end I've yeah. seen people read the whole thing and be like what did I just read
0: yeah <laughs> so you need it needs a little bit of thinking mm. and it's it's very deliberately plotless informationless like at no point do they just explain things mm. it's, it's given to you in pieces through these letters and through little bits of narration it was written for me <laughs> yeah it's a pet ad, like, that's, when I've read oh, this is a, I was like this is a nasty book through and fucking through yeah yeah but it's it's two hundred pages. Mm. Give it a yeah. read, or it's a like a four hour audio if you want to do the audio. The audio is good. I bet the audio is nice actually. Yeah. yeah. So. Oh, I'm pleased you read it. it. I'm glad yeah. you didn't hate it. Yeah. <laughs> but the whole time I was like, "This is this such is a just nasty Natalie. book." Yeah. yeah. This is just nastily through and free Right. What have you got? <laughs> Why is she outside? Mickey. <laughs> Oh, I Sorry, this is more pictures of the children being sent.
1: <laughs> I guess um, my son's on the trampoline and she yeah. wanted to be out there, so. <laughs> okay, next one. No, I can't swear. I was like. <gasps> <gasps> um, speaking of the appeal, I read her second book. Yeah. And I've got her third book ready to go. Okay. So the second one's called The Twyford Code by Janice Hallett. So they're not related. Okay. Um, This one yeah oh they just yeah, love her so this one follows um a gentleman called stephen smith who um i'll read this little bit and then i'll explain it more so 40 years ago stephen smith found a copy of a famous children's book by disgraced author edith twyford its margins full of strange markings and annotations Wanting to know more he took it to his english teacher miss isles not realising the chain of events he was setting in motion. Miss Isles became convinced that the book was the key to solving a puzzle, and that a message in secret code ran through all of Twyford's novels. Then Miss Isles disappeared on a class field trip, and Stephen's memory won't allow him to remember what happened. Now out of prison, after a long stretch, Stephen decides to investigate the mystery that has haunted him for decades. Was Miss Isles murdered? Was she deluded? Or was she right about the code? And is it still in use today? So Stephen has just come out of prison. He finds out, or he found out before, when he was in prison, I think, that he had a son he never knew about. Right. When he gets out of prison, he meets up with his son for the first time. And his son is like, I don't really want anything to do with you because I'm like in my 40s. Mm. I have a life. I have a yeah. man that's been my dad. I've got children of my own. I don't really know how to feel about you. Yeah. No. But he does give his dad... Stephen, uh, his old phone so that they can p-
0: yeah. perhaps
1: keep in contact. Now Stephen is um, dyslexic. He's from yeah. a rough childhood which you learn about. He's dyslexic which is why he went to this, he had um, this missiles was like the remedial English yeah. teacher. So da, da, da. so he decides he's going to investigate what happened because he's lost a lot of memories for what happened. He just remembers the Twyfer code, he remembers his teacher being obsessed with it saying there was puzzles and like secret codes Mm. in it and he remembered they all went on a school field trip with the remedial English class and Miss Isles went missing and they just never saw her again he decides he's going to investigate it he can't write it down because he's dyslexic so he does everything as voice notes on his phone
0: oh that's clever so this one is
1: great as an audio as well he does it all as voice notes on his phone to his son uh, so he explains that's really clever it's really really good premise um and it's just, it's really, really good because it's like this investigation. He's trying to investigate it without understanding technology, understanding mm. anything. He can't read. He starts, like, trying to rope in the people he can get in contact with from a remedial class. And then uh, a lo- local librarian starts helping him out mm. to be kind. Um, he is also leaving voice messages for his probation officer and then he learns how to record phone calls so any phone calls he makes he records mm-hmm. them and it's just him investigating this code and whether it's real and what it's all connected to yeah and, and he's Ooh, yeah really he starts to believe that or it kind of takes him in the direction to believe that maybe the code is wrapped up with like world war Two nazi codes so
0: audio audiobook
1: okay, 100% yeah. do this one as an audiobook it's great
0: yeah it was just really really fun
1: it was so good i think janice hallett i just i've, I've got one more her mm. recent book that came out this year i've got that as well at home um and then i've done all her books and i think she's just going to be an auto yeah
0: she sounds like someone for who's me. thought about how it would come across in different mediums as well yeah so that how it could be a good audio as well as a good written
1: yeah definitely That's Very clever. and they've all got like a good kind of element to them mm. so the most recent one is called the mysterious case of the Alperton angels and this one is about um someone investigating a true crime that happened like a cult that happened mm. and someone's investigating it and writing a book about it now so yeah they're all just like multiple mm. timelines and oh yeah perfect Xenia. love it yes right do it
0: <laughs> oh, this is probably quite a quick one loathe to love you the Steminist novels one to three by ali hazelwood mm. um these are all sh- little short novellas so They're really really short uh they don't fuck around too much like they will fall in love quite quickly.
1: Is this the one that's like, um, it's got the Antarctic people mm. and yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's three friends. It follows like through the um, friendship group. First story is she's an environmental engineer. She gets left a house by her um, mentor, her university mentor, who she was quite close to. But her nephew also half owns the house. Um, and she's like, well, fuck you, I'm moving in. He's like, no, 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 let me buy you out. And she's like, no, this is, like, all I've got left of the one person in my life who gives a shit about me. No. And he's, and then they end up reluctantly living together. And then they end up reluctantly getting on. And then they're reluctantly falling in love. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, they, they are very formulaic. It is... She just, like, picks a trope and yeah. does it well. Yeah, huh? so yeah. So it's, like, and there's proximity. Proper, proper... Fancy romance, look, not fancy romance. It's proper romance. There's a third act miscommunication. You can see it coming a mile off. They're mildly frustrating sometimes because mm-hmm. <laughs> you can like be just like, oh, if we just had a conversation. This would not fucking happen. And happened. all of the
1: girls are itty bitty, and
0: all of the guys are big big. Are they all the boy? All the men are very much six foot something. Hmm. There's one of the women is actually tall in one of these. What? But then the dude is so tall that she feels dainty. Ah, okay. okay, okay. <laughs> Uh, so the second one is um, they're all like two foot something right yeah they're all teeny tiny they're all five foot like yeah. whatever and all the men are six foot five which as a five foot two girl actually is quite com- complicated when you take someone that <laughs> like you, you can't even like you never just spontaneously kiss them because then you've got like jump <laughs> 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 or they have to bend over first. to think because I've only really. Dated You're not as short as me as well, people.
1: And well, not. Tall, I, I've, I've most of my boyfriends have been a minimum of six foot.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I just it's never. I don't know because people always talk about how they want mm. like a six foot boyfriend, and I've always been like, why? And then I'm like, what if mine have happened to be that. <laughs> so maybe I want that, and I just don't realize. I don't know. <laughs>
0: it's not actually a thing it's fine Mm. (laughs) dating I am dating someone who's under six foot and I'm like actually this is a lot easier I don't yeah like I don't I don't see how it matters no I always thought. can
1: I say that when most of my boyfriends have been there no I always thought
0: it mattered to me until I met someone who wasn't and I was like actually I couldn't give a shit about this turns out yeah (laughs) I mean
1: yeah I've I've actually no now that I think about it I have had a couple of boyfriends that have been my height so it's about the person really. yeah yeah and when the taller the guy is, the more he complains about his knees. So yeah, just more joint out there, and they eat a lot. Yeah, <laughs> and it's really hard to keep up with them when they walk around.
0: Yeah, and you have to like run like a little loser. Yeah, my, my friend, who's she's five one, and her husband is like six three. Yeah. and sh- the speed she fucking walks at then we'll go out shopping together and, and she's, she's just running, basically, marching yeah. and I'm like he's not here, you can slow down <laughs> like, we're just having a stroll around Cambridge, can we please slow down <laughs> um, and she won't care that I've told that story because it's well known <laughs> she walks so fast it's because she's used to walking with someone who's 6'3 and does not wait for her <laughs> they go hiking together, how? I guess when you're climbing up
1: <laughs> it doesn't matter so, so
0: yeah the other story is they both work in the same building uh, they have like a great one night stand there's a miscommunication um, Gas, gasp, <laughs> Uh and then so the story starts with them the present of them being stuck in the elevator together so yeah, where he's, like, confronting her. He's completely misunderstood what she's been pissed off about because she at no point told him, like an adult, what she thinks he's done wrong. And so it's, like, flashing between their past and present and when they finally realise what the misunderstanding has been.
1: Look, I just about accept it when they're teenagers, but when they're adults, I'm like, no. Yeah. You don't deserve to be in a relationship at and this And he's point. described like some kind of Nordic god. Of course.
0: Yeah. Um But he's not black hair for once, which is a rare for to <laughs>
1: Yeah, so all of her females are always in some sort of stem. Yeah, stem role. Aren't and our they?
0: final one is she's a NASA aerospace engineer. Um, That's the picture I seen where they're like on oh, yeah. the snow and he's yeah. holding her. Yeah, yeah.
1: Oh wait, he's holding her on that one as well. Um, wait, are they all love on the brain?
0: Are they That's all the one. guy
1: holding the girl?
0: Yeah, they all get rescued at oh. some point from something. Um, I'm not saying it's a bad
1: thing. It works for Annie yeah. Hazelwood. So
0: this one is back when they did their. She was doing her PhD. The her and this guy had beef, and then turned into sex. Oh, uh, no, it was just <gasps> beef. It was just beef back oh, in the day. Okay. Uh, and then, to her dismay, she gets a job at NASA, which is her dream job. And she walks in, and he's fucking there. Oh, and he acts like they never had any beef. And she's like, "What the fuck is happening?" And like, he's a very different person to who he's he just was. Trying to be professional we've kind of find out So he's a very different person To who he was During his PhD He's much better At communication He's much kinder Has he gone to he's Therapy He's had some little therapy mm. And he he openly Admits to her At one point Because she always Makes jokes about How much he hates her And he's just like No I never hated you Like what He's he, just fun to He just, like, <laughs> you couldn't get it Why she's like So convinced he hates her And there's lots of Things he did During the PhD Which would do with His poor communication skills Slash he fancied her That When views through through her lens of, like, everyone, it was a common running joke that he hated her. And he had no idea that this had spread so far. He thought it was a misconception she had, then they go to something with a bunch of alumni and they're all making jokes about it. And he's like, did everyone think I hated you? And she's like, it was a running joke. Is he, like, autistic coded or something? Like... Basically, he has quite toxic parents. He comes from a military family, but he didn't go in a military career. And he during his phd realizes like he used to work in himself a little bit goes away gets some therapy and then the people who at nasa who know him at nasa don't know him as this person she met mm. during phd and he openly just admits to that he's like, i had some really poor communication skills and i had to learn and i've now learned and he's like and he's like you keep tiring me with this brush and not like seeing me as i am now yeah and he's yeah. Like, and he apologizes for his past toxic behavior quite openly soon she brings it up he's like no i was a dick you have yeah. every right to be My mad bad. at me yeah yeah he's like i've worked on myself he's like can we start fresh Sure, as a wanker yeah she like really has a lot of trouble letting go she has a lot of like she is not well respected as a female scientist in this environment and he just won't tolerate it a lot so she's like i don't need you to rescue me but also like i need a man's authority in this space mm-hmm. to be recognized so like fine and he then, they seem to be getting on quite well, but then he blocks a project of hers uh, and she takes it completely the wrong way and is like, fuck you, and does it anyway, which is how she ends up needing to be rescued and in, in, in the ice. And it flashes forth to her when she's stuck to like their past. Mm. They're cute little novels, they're, you know. They, they yeah. are what they are. There's class, there's, all of them have third-act miscommunication. Mm. Very frustrating, like, you just had a little chat but you know going into it so yeah they are exactly what they're supposed to be and they're fun yeah and some good spicy scenes in them Mm. there is some uh, contraception chat but the theme throughout all of these the contraception chat has been don't worry I'm on the pill I mean there's more reasons and well there is some chat about like are you you clean for STDs there's some chat about that mostly after the fact in the moment it's like I'm on the pill it's cool and then afterwards they're like, wait, you are you good? I'm good, are you good? So that is... Doing it. I'm like, well, if you're going to do contraception chat,
1: why half ass it? I wish that that would be more, like, in more books. Mm. Like, just the grown-up chats that might not seem sexy, but they are sexy.
0: And then just being like, oh, yeah, I'm on the pill, it's completely fine. Like That's not is sexy. necessarily true as well. Like, mm. I don't know. I think it would be nice if some of the spicy scenes in these books represented... Something more than like just being okay with things being. There doesn't always have to be a scene about come. Yeah. Yeah. And there's
1: like lots of moments. Especially if you're not going to do an awkward clean up at the end.
0: Yeah. He has lots of moments where they open. He talks about, do you want to do it inside me? And he's like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And the manly growl of approval. And it's all this kind of stuff. And it's like, but not everyone has sex like that. (laughs) Yeah. We know how Ali Hazelwood has sex. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> wait is she all of her characters are American as well mm. like do you know how hard abortion is yeah, yeah. what are you talking about we're not going
0: to do a political run. okay right <laughs> we don't have time for that
1: <laughs> this one will be quick actually yeah. my next two will be quick okay so I read the first volume of Death Note which is a manga
0: that okay. I've been
1: intending to read for a while I read the first volume it was great <laughs> <laughs> do you know anything about Death Note Have you ever seen the film or the TV show? No. Okay, so Death Note follows a high schooler called Light, Light Yamagi, and he finds a Death Note, which is a notebook that's been dropped by a Shinigami god, death god. So any human who they write in that notebook dies. Right. And he is bored, so he leaves (laughs) it in the human world for a human to pick up to see what will happen. Okay. And Light is a like an you know, A A type. He's like mm. does all of his extra college classes. He yeah. is like genius, genius. Not genius, but you know, genius, genius.
0: Yeah.
1: And he works out very quickly what it is. And he starts writing down criminals in the death note for them to die. Okay. Which seems like a legitimate thing to do. I mean, my initial thought was I'd write Boris Johnson in there. So I'd also <laughs> write criminals in it. I said to my partner, Who would you write in? It? And he said, Boris Johnson. And I was like, my first one as well so
0: yeah but the problem is he um Oh context boris johnson johnson's a politician in the uk who's oh, done some yeah. really fucked up things he's... and was a prime minister and yeah
1: he's like our version of trump i guess yeah. knock off shit trump yeah with the same knock off shit hair <laughs> um who is hopefully facing jail time and hopefully mm. soon probably will get away with yeah, it we'll... But the problem is he kills off far too many criminals, and then, it yeah, someone's like, why did, why was thirty, this why did
0: suspicious, why did
1: thirty seven criminals die of a heart attack last night? Yeah. What is going on? And it's like the world over, mm. and so then there's a guy called L who gets brought in to try and investigate it, and it's just basically about L and Light. Why they have to have similar names, I do mm. Trying to outsmart each other. Okay. It's fun. Okay. I've watched the first couple of episodes of the show and then I said I wanted to read the manga first. You know, the characters are drawn hotly. That's all we <laughs> need to know. <laughs> so
0: they have lots of um, good jawlines.
1: Yeah, and like dark breeding hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, the nose. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Approved. <laughs> it was fun. I can't wait yeah. to pick up the second okay. volume.
0: So my fourth one of this update. Is love on the brain, <laughs> Ellie Hazelwood? <laughs> so all of your books pretty much were
1: Anna Huang or Ellie Hazelwood.
0: Yeah, I love I've been it. you were also in
1: your romance yeah, era. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You know what? That's all I took on holiday with me was like I think romance. Summer just should
1: just be romance. Yeah.
0: Um, Have you read Beach Read yet? no i so just bought it, it in the airport the no, no i bought it in the <laughs> ah, airport okay. um because i did oh, you didn't look at the picture because you've been busy selfish i sent you a picture of all the books i took on holiday and i was like this is oh, my wonderful. holiday selection and then i and then you didn't, didn't reply. respond
1: i remember looking at that picture did i
0: not respond no you didn't how dare i How dare you be busy with your family and your illness and your your many jobs <laughs>
1: Oh, my God, what a good selection. You didn't even... Did you take all that? Yeah. Oh, I remember looking at this, because I was like, Cemetery Boys, Vampire Queen. Yeah, but I had... I was like, uh, maybe
0: good choice, good choice. Over... I was a bit too confident about how much I could read. Hmm. I still read, like, four books in- on my holiday. Four or five books? Four and a half? Uh, but I did not get through everything I bought with me. And then I bought two Emily Henrys in the airport. And my boyfriend was like, You don't need more and I was like, I always need more. And you're like, Don't believe me, just watch <laughs> Right. This is why I got them. I thought maybe I got them mixed up because she also works at NASA, but it's fine. It's different. <laughs> it's same but different. I didn't I didn't get it mixed up.
1: They're just mm-hmm. both at NASA.
0: Yeah. This one I actually really liked this one. It, uh, which we just Love on the Brain. Love on the Brain is my favourite of the Ali Hazelwoods I've read. because mm. 'cause I read Love Hypothesis, which is the big one. The only one you're missing now is Love hypothetically like, or whatever it's mm. called so this is my favorite so far like so she is oh i definitely mixed up the storylines because this is the one where he knew her in grad school oh
1: <laughs> that's fine what the
0: fuck happens in the other one i'm not sure it's important they hate each other in the other one for reasons they all
1: are little diddy girl big burly man fed Ferdak miscommunication.
0: Yeah. So this is the one where he knew her in grad school, and they have beef from grad school, and he like has has. This is that one. evolved. Okay, yeah. Sorry, guys. <laughs> she is a uh, neuroscientist. He is an engineer. She goes to NASA to help this project to make a helmet that's basically decides to optimize astronaut's ability to pay attention to stimuli, so that they can respond better in like space and shit. Um, it's like pioneering. This is the first time they're bringing on a neuroscientist. It's like a big fucking deal. And for her career, her career kind of stalled because she's betrayed by some people in the past. Basically, her ex fiance and her best friend hook up, and it's the reason she doesn't take a fellowship in a like a promising space. She goes to a shit space, and her career kind of stalled out until she gets this job at NASA, and she's really excited. And then she turns up, and Levi seems to be like blocking her at every fucking turn. And she's like, it's because of our beef from grad school. And then he, like, just doesn't tell her. The reason that he's, she's being blocked at every turn is upper politics. He does not tell her. And it's like, that's silly. You should just tell her. So he's aware that she thinks it's his fault and yeah. he
1: never bothers to Yeah,
0: again.
1: until she she basically... Well, that sounds like he deserves to be hated. Yeah,
0: she basically walks in one day. She's tried to be professional about it. And then one day she walks in and she screams at him. And then she's like, I'm going to go to your boss. And he's like, don't do that and she's like I'm gonna but then she gets distracted on the way taking care of someone and then by the time she gets to the office of the boss she finds Levi already in there and he's saying like this can't go on and she's like fuck's sake this is grad school all over again like rah and then she overhears that it's actually the boss who's doing this to her not Levi but Levi at no point told her because she's from technically from another agency contracting to Anasa Hmm. And the politics is that NASA wants full credit and full the full patent. And her company is saying, no, we want half and half. So, that's not fair. Yeah. And so Levi's just like, N- but not told her this. Even though that's very simple to explain. Yeah. And in the end, they managed to save the project by basically saying there's a competitor that's further along than us. So if we don't get a wiggle on, we're not going to have this patent regardless. It doesn't matter, yeah. That's how they save the day With the project And that happens quite early So I don't feel like That's a spoiler Uh, And then So yeah This is the whole thing Of them over This is There we go This is them overcoming The things from grad school And stuff And then he carries her She faints A lot
1: Of course It's probably because She's not eating enough Because she's so small Yeah She faints
0: all the time And it's like Nothing wrong with her She just faints a lot And it's never No She's been to the doctor About it And the doctor's just like Eh You just faint a lot I anyway. think. Well, maybe. Basically, when something frightens her, or like something she doesn't less gory, or like spiders, basically her blood pressure drops so low that she passes out for a second. And it just happens to her so often, she's very like, eh, that happened. <laughs> <laughs> what a random thing to add in. Yeah, well, it means he gets to, he catches her. Oh, a he lot. He yeah. Yeah. And he's like, oh no, there's a spider, I'll get ready to catch you. Yeah.
1: Basically, she's like. like ah. It's like a Bridgerton era kind
0: mm. of thing. Like, oh, I'm going to things. <laughs> <Institute." laughs> uh, but she, like, there's a whole secondary story. She she has a Twitter called What Would Mar- Marie Curie Do? Which she started originally to be, like, sort of talking about what it's like to be a woman in STEM. Mm. And then the account took off, but it's all anonymous. And she has another friend. She's a friend on Twitter who she's never met, never spoken to, who is a man who also has a, F- a STEMinist account and backs her up a lot online with twitter trolls which mm. is why she's kept it anonymous because the trolls are quite vicious and she's like if they found out who i am it would be even worse yeah. as part of that twitter there's lots of like really cool facts about Mary Curie that i didn't know mm. that are sprinkled throughout the book she's a huge like marie Curie for anne Hansel, she started the twitter in the book she tweets about something that ends up going viral and it becomes a whole thing that like people are boycotting a certain exam they make you take to get into your grads, which is very you have to pay to do this exam. It's very exclusionary of lower class people, blah blah blah. Um so it accidentally takes off as a movement, and then someone hacks her Twitter account, exposes her. And in that process is when she finds out who who is the real identity of the man she's been messaging. Is it Levi? That would be a spoiler. So, Levi. <laughs> um, and like the whole time, so her and, her and this guy, this other account, have become, Who we don't know who he we is. We don't know who he <laughs> is. They've been messaging for years and they message about work problems um, and they are messaging about each other to each other. So she's. You've con- got mail all over. So her. she, yeah, yeah. She, she does even reference that in the book when she finds out what's been happening she's like what the fuck is this <laughs> so it's a bit third wall where she breaks the third wall to be like this is just like you've got mail <laughs> um so yeah they've been complaining she's been complaining about her collaborator who's shit he's been con- been talking to her about his person at work that he's in love with and it turns out they're the same <laughs> so UK they're like indoors.
1: doy <laughs> um,
0: and then when her account gets hacked is when they both realize who each, the other one really is and the real story yeah it's cute that sounds cute it is it has like a lot of the um science bits are quite interesting in this one and the whole marie curie little facts mm. are quite interesting i like the narration as well her narration's quite nice
1: oh that sounds fun yeah i mean from everyone i've ever seen review an Ali hazelwood everyone said it's good just is is what you want i think you don't need
0: just don't get too deep
1: about it yeah like okay so last one Mm -hmm. i'm going to speak about was that your last one yeah oh lovely yeah
0: yeah
1: um this is a audible exclusive that i was asked Mm. to join the tour for and it's called me more me with you by alex bertie it's a contemporary romance it's a short one it's only like three hours long It's a contemporary romance A queer contemporary romance So it follows Will Who moves to Bristol For like a new start So he is trans And he he just wants to get away From like his hometown Where he Mm. keeps getting like dead named And stuff by people who knew him When he was young So he moves to Bristol To move in with his best friend Emma And he is He works at a bookshop He's a manager at a bookshop he does classes for Mm jiu-jitsu and then one there's a another guy in jiu-jitsu called gus yeah who is like his nemesis in jiu-jitsu right and so you always have like fights together i don't know what it's called they're like at at a jiu-jitsu class yeah um one day will goes to work and the manager's like by the way i got a new person in to be a co-manager like that would just happen but anyway mm-hmm. and the co-manager person is gus
0: of course obviously.
1: it is and so it's all from will's point of view and he hates gus but he finds him very attractive <laughs> so it's all about him like it, well to be honest the story is about him being comfortable with himself yeah and like uh because he never dates and stuff because he's scared of coming out as trans yeah. so one thing that i realized as as a cisgendered woman yes it never occurred to me before that if you are trans i guess that there is a, a fear of do you have to tell another person or not and that never occurred to me that you that that would be something that someone who is trans has to you know the with. only
0: reason i kind of know about it <laughs> It's not Maybe not a good example I see crowd The <gasps> um, where she's like Douglas before we Before we go home together I used to be a man I, used I don't a man care That you're from Iran, Iran. Takes all sorts of to me A world <laughs> He's like I thought you said You were from Iran <laughs> No I said I was from that. But um, I that's the only reason I've ever thought about that I was like Oh yeah you might Feel like you have to
1: say Yeah Like it didn't really uh, And I love that episode <laughs> But it didn't really occur to me Yeah Because like He's his worrying about Like at one, you know, when he's going to tell someone, and he decides to join yeah. a dating app, and he's like, "Do I list myself as a trans man or just a man?" And I was like, "That is fucking crazy," because I never thought about that. Yeah. And then it made me think, as you know, as just as myself, if I was on a date with someone, and they said I'm trans, like I wouldn't care, but would I think like, would I want? I don't know. I guess I'd be curious about at what stage of their. Yeah. Transitioning there were. But yeah, I don't know. It was really quick. It was really weird. It made Mm. me think of things that I've never considered before. So yeah, him and like Gus start getting closer. They realise they've got stuff in common. And then he's like, I need to tell him I'm trans. And he just builds it up in his own head. Yeah. And it's it's just really cute. It was just cute. So when when he does tell him, is it like
0: a big moment or is it very kind of? No. Yeah.
1: Oh, I like that. They're like, They've already had a couple of dates, and then he's like, "I've I've got to tell him. Yeah. I've finally got to tell him." And then he tells him, and it's just not a big deal. And I love that.
0: <laughs> I like that.
1: Yeah, and like a, and for a lot, a lot of the book is Will wondering if oh shit, I've been calling him Gus. Gus is his dog. <laughs> <laughs> the guy's called Ben. <laughs> That is worse than the Stella Rachel thing. It's Will and Ben. Gus is Will's dog.
0: I love how you remember the dog's
1: name.
0: <laughs> um, it's not that kind of book, Gus. No, oh my gosh. Um, so
1: a lot of it is him trying to work out if Ben's gay as well. Yeah. And just
0: like,
1: I don't know, it's fun it's cute there's no like miscommunication really or anything yeah it's just yeah it's oh, just like I a little like slice of life and it was very very well narrated okay and there's a dog called gus <laughs> 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 it's in the plus catalog so if you have audible subscription uh, a ongoing audible subscription go check That's it out
0: another one future me mm. have a think it's only three hours oh, do it nice yeah perfect Thank you for
1: listening to us. I think that's us wrapped up for that's today. It. That's yeah.
0: finally... I've got yet a few on the go, but I'm not finished. So you have to wait to hear about them.
1: So thank you very much for joining us today. Please come and join us again next week for whatever that is. We don't know we yet. We haven't planned that far. Um, <laughs> please uh, follow, like, uh, subscribe, wherever you listen to your podcast. Mm-hmm. Please leave us a rating. That will help us get pushed out to more people. And please leave a written review if you can. You don't have to write anything fancy. You can just tell us what you're reading or tell us your favourite book or your favourite trope. We don't care. Or just, just tell put us how many we
0: are. Yeah, you can do that if you want. <laughs> um,
1: and please follow us on any of the socials or reach out in our DMs or on our website and let us know any books you want us to read or anything if you want us to cover in the future. Yeah. Thank you for joining us today. Bye guys, bye!